Recently, I awoke and I was praying as I woke up, asking God to give me joy that day. And immediately I heard, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Lord is the word, and the word brought down from heaven and brought to my mind by the word of by the Holy Spirit is great comfort and truth and strength and gives me courage to go forward assured that I am going in the way of God for my life on this earth. The Holy Spirit also helps us enormously when we are frightened. As we pray and God settles us by bringing a truth to our mind from the Holy Spirit. It's very settling. In February 2020, I became very frightened. It just was a blanket of fear surrounded me. You're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. You shouldn't be speaking to the church as a woman. What are you doing? This is wrong. I was terrified. I turned to God. Please help me. I've got to have something that helps me. And I was reminded by the Holy Spirit of something. When I was born again in 1975, shortly after I was taken into heaven, where I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. I saw no images. It was strictly in the Spirit. A few days later, the exact same thing happened again. I was put into this work by God. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. By the Holy Spirit reminding me of being taken into heaven twice, I settled down and immediately I had a message for the church which I recorded. It's sort of like falling off the horse and you have to get back on it. We all have fears and it is the Holy Spirit God settling us by the Holy Spirit in the fear which keeps us on the highway of God going in the way God wants us to go for our lives. And when the Holy Spirit speaks that word that is from God concerning the issue at hand and it always comes to me just in the form of a thought, a concept brought to my mind. Sometimes it's a scripture. Sometimes it's strictly a word. But when God speaks to us that way, it's great joy, and it is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's amazing how the smallest thing can throw us off. A few days ago, 
I got up, I went to work using the uh, internet, as I always do, preparing messages for our blog, which is called Jesus Ministries Exhortations. We're writing books for Amazon, and that, of course, goes through the internet. I do these podcasts, which from my standpoint, I use an internet Bible. It's just so much easier and quicker to get those scriptures that are called my attention so I can print them on our internet page. I forget how much the internet has been become a part of our life. The internet went off. I just sat there frozen. Well, I'll look up the weather, I thought. Well, there's no internet. We we have no idea how much we depend on this internet. I was shocked at how much I depend on it. Finally, I just sat there and I said to God, what am I to do today? It feels like I just need to go back to bed and go to sleep. And then I remembered when I was in a rehab hospital in December 2018, after an accident, I was there all alone in Lubbock, Texas, I thought, how can I possibly stand being here this way alone? And then I began every day asking God to fill my day. And he did. And I had no problem. So I remembered that. The Holy Spirit reminded me of that. So with the Internet, which was a much less problem than what I went through in Texas, With the loss of the internet, I simply prayed, please God, fill my day. And he did. The internet came back on in about four hours. They're doing a bunch of construction in the neighborhood where we live, and we think something must have happened that way. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That word that comes to us from God by His Spirit is our strength. If we look at John 14, 26, we see that the Holy Spirit is a comforter. Jesus said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. We see something or encounter something and it can be so deluding, but the spirit of truth is in us. And when we turn to God, and ask him to make this clear to us. We have the Spirit of God in us to set us in the correct direction and keep us in the correct direction. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. John sixteen thirteen. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, says Jesus, he will guide you into all truth. 
for he shall not speak of himself. He doesn't speak of his own ideas. But whatsoever he shall hear from God the Father, for he is the Spirit of God, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And Jesus says in Acts 1, 8, to his disciples, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, comes upon us many times throughout our lifetime. It's not just a one-time experience. We have the internet problem. The Holy Spirit brings to our mind the thing that will help us in this situation. We run into big giants that really frighten us. Medical fears, all types of fears. But the Holy Spirit, after we pray, brings into our mind the thing that comforts us. And when we are with another person, the Holy Spirit will remind us of things to speak to that person. And when the Holy Spirit reminds us of that thing, we have the power of God to witness to God. One example I have of this was before my mother was born again, I was visiting her. I had been born again by that time. I opened the cabinet door and there sat four mugs that I had given her, coffee mugs with horoscope emblems on them. My mother loved horoscopes. When I saw them, I took a garbage bag and began taking the mugs out of the cabinet and putting them into the garbage bag. My mother was sitting there watching me. She saw I was what I was about to do, and she said, No, what are you doing? I want to keep those. You gave those to me. I didn't say a word to her. I just filled the garbage bags with the mugs, took them out to the alley, broke them so no one else could find them and use them, and threw them in the garbage dumpster. When I went back into the house... I took a Bible. I still didn't say anything to my mother. I took a Bible and opened it to Deuteronomy 18 and began reading it aloud to my mother. Start at verse 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto 
observers of times, and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee to do so. After I read that to my mother, she just sat there quietly for a few seconds. She was thinking. And then she said, Well, I guess we'd not better not do that anymore. And she was born again. See, I had the power of God to witness. You have the power of God to witness when you're with someone, and the Holy Spirit brings to your mind something, whether it be an event or a scripture. Just share it. It takes courage to share it, but we must learn to yield to the Holy Spirit when we are with another person. For that is the witness of God. And the Holy Spirit is the power of God to witness to God. I've seen several people saved as I have visited with them because of yielding to the Holy Spirit and bringing forth the exact word that needs to be spoken. I was on a plane going to Albuquerque, New Mexico to buy merchandise for my business back in the 70s when I owned a business in Dallas. My cousins and aunts and uncles lived in Albuquerque, and my cousin was meeting me at the plane. All of these relatives were Church of Christ members. My cousin met me at the plane, and just as the plane landed, I heard these words from the Holy Spirit, Be baptized. So when Jean picked me up at the airport, I said to Jean, if you can arrange it this afternoon, I will be baptized. She was very puzzled. She said, but you've already been baptized. And I said, but I wasn't born again. She said, well, okay. She didn't understand. I don't think she understood being born again. But she set it up at the Church of Christ building there, and I was surprised about 15 of my relatives showed up. The young minister said to me, would you care to say anything? And that surprised me even more, for they wouldn't let a woman speak at a church of Christ. Apparently he didn't think it was the church, but it was. So I said, well, I guess so. I had no idea I was going to be a minister. Now, I had already been taken into heaven twice when this happened. But I ran a business. I didn't have any thought whatsoever of being a minister. And I wouldn't have known a woman could be a minister at that time. So I said, well, I guess so. And I began speaking there in that Church of Christ building to my relatives. I told them how I had been born again, how the Holy Spirit spoke to me, one of my cousins was shaking her head up and down. She understood. I looked at the face of my uncle, and he was weeping. He was crying. The young minister took me to the baptistry, and when they lowered me, when he lowered me into the water, I heard from the Holy Spirit, "This is like being buried with Christ." 
and when I came out of the water, I heard, This is like being raised with Christ. The Holy Spirit was preaching the gospel to me. I didn't know Romans 6 at that time. I went back down into the sanctuary, and my uncle came to me, the one who had been weeping as I spoke, and he said, I've never heard anything before like that which you spoke. Could you write that out and send it to me? I said, well, yeah, I guess I can. So when I got back to Dallas, I wrote it out and sent it to my uncle. Thinking back on it later, I'm sure he was born again at the time I spoke those words. As we understand the Holy Spirit, the working of the Holy Spirit, and as we understand yielding to the Holy Spirit, he doesn't make us do anything. The Holy Spirit does not force us to speak. We learn to yield to the Holy Spirit and speak the example or speak the scripture, as I did with my mother. People become born again when we do that. I'm not an evangelist. I'm an apostle prophet. But I've seen several people born again as I have spoken by the Holy Spirit. We are the witnesses then. We have the power to be witnesses when we learn to yield to the Holy Spirit and share what he gives us. Looking again at Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus says, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. But we have that power when the Holy Ghost comes upon us. He doesn't make us speak, but the power is there to speak. And we learn to yield ourselves and speak that which is given us by the Holy Spirit. And that is the power of God to witness. I uh, went to a copy store years ago to make some copies of something. There was a um, little man who came to me. He was about in his 70s, 80s maybe. He walked up to me and he said, A little lady... You didn't happen to park behind that green and gold car sitting out there, did you? And I said, no, sir. He said, well, that's a Baylor car. Baylor is a Baptist university. And I said, yes, sir. Their colors are green and gold. And he went on to say, you don't happen to be a Christian, do you? Well, I had been born again a few weeks before and taken into heaven twice. And I said, oh, yes, I am. And he said, oh, heck. I just joined the witnessing class at First Baptist Church, and you're the first person I picked to witness to. <laughs> Looking back on it, you don't have to laugh because it's so fleshly. That is not the way you learn to witness. It's after God, after you have the Holy Spirit come upon you, at that instant, you have the power to share the things of God. 
as brought to your mind by the Holy Spirit. If it's Deuteronomy 18, that's what you share. It's whatever is brought to your mind. If it's an example, that's what you share. All believers are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1, verse 13. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Everybody who believes has the Holy Spirit. Many times throughout our lives, God will cause the Holy Spirit to bring a thought to our minds to comfort us, to give us joy, to give us direction, to show us truth, to give us strength to go in the way of God. Many times, it is not a one-time experience. The Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to show us the will of God at that specific moment in time. And he brings to our mind something that enables us to know what to do to do the will of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells this. Verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the Spirit of man? which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Jesus said in John chapter 6 many wonderful things for us. I often read John 6. I just love John chapter 6. Let me read a few verses for us from that. Jesus said, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Jesus the Word comes down from heaven. He comes to us today by the Spirit of God. And Jesus said unto them, I, the Word, am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Believing on that word which is brought to us by 
the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I am that bread of life. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Life is in that word from Jesus that is brought to us by the Holy Spirit. Whoso eateth my flesh, says Jesus, and drinketh my blood, no, it is not crackers and grape juice. It is the word of God, brought by the Spirit of God. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him, as the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. That is life. Think of how we become alive and are quickened when the Holy Spirit reminds us of a scripture, or a dream, or something happened to us that was of God. Life comes into us again. In verse 63, Jesus says, It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You can plan all day long what you're going to say, and you'll say the wrong thing if it is not of God. What I do before I am going to see anybody, I just pray for God to have me speak the things that he wants me to speak and to keep me from speaking anything that's not of him. I often pray that before I'm going to see anybody. And then after I speak to them, I'm sometimes very shocked by that which the Holy Spirit brings to my mind, which I speak to them. And when the conversation has ended and I'm by myself, the thoughts will come, you shouldn't have said that. But I know that's a devil. Because I prayed for God to have me speak that which I should speak and have keep me from speaking anything that I shouldn't speak. And I prayed by faith, so I believe that's what happened. But the devil will try to discourage us after we speak and make us think we did the wrong thing by speaking. The Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, brings thoughts from Jesus to our minds to help us. We learn to yield to the Holy Spirit and speak those things and do those things. Now I'm going to give you some examples from my life. I can't give you examples from your life of the Holy Spirit because I don't know the examples from your life 
So I have to give the examples from my life. Several years ago, a high school friend of mine sent me a birthday card. In it, she told about all the things she was doing. She At Thanksgiving, she had done such and such with her grandson. At Christmas, she was planning to gather with her daughter and her husband, her grandchildren, her, grands, her son, all of her grandchildren for Christmas. I heard something from the Holy Spirit as I read this note. I heard, quote, Ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God, end quote. And I said, that's right. I am dead. If I had not had that word from the Holy Spirit, I think I would have been pulled down a little by Shirley's note. Because she was doing all of these things with her husband, her children, her grandchildren, and I had nothing. No husband, no children, no grandchildren. And I was be sitting alone Christmas Day. But the Holy Spirit comforted me and helped me. And I agreed with him. That's right. I am dead. And my life is hid. It looks like I don't have a life. But I do. It's just that my life is hidden. They can't see my life. But I have a life. A strong life in Christ. I know that I knew that was a scripture from Colossians chapter 3. If we start at verse 1, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. The things above are not man made holidays such as Thanksgiving Day or Christmas, they are not being with people. Seek those things which are above. Those would be the scriptures. The things God shows us. The words he has given us. The dreams he has given us. Seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Another example. I was driving down the street and reached a signal light and stopped at the signal light and a pickup truck pulled up alongside me. I glanced over at the truck. It was pulling a load of firewood. Wood-burning fire for wood-burning fireplaces. And as I looked at that load of firewood, I was thinking, oh, I wish I had a wood-burning fireplace. I had gas logs. I heard from the Holy Spirit, quote, you can have this, end quote, you can have this. That's the first moment that I'd ever thought of removing the gas logs and putting wood logs 
into that fireplace. I thought about that word. Now, how do I know that's a word from God? One of the primary ways I know is it's easy to be entreated. Yes, I could do that. I could easily afford to have the people from the fireplace shop come and remove those gas logs and put in a fire starter for starting a wood-burning fireplace. That would be simple. I called the next day and arranged that. I knew I could do it. And I'd had an accident a few, a couple of years before this, but my condition had improved enough that I really felt that I could move the wood logs into the fireplace and handle it. I did do that, and I lived with it for about four years and enjoyed the wood-burning fireplace. It says that God gives us richly all things to be enjoyed. I think that's in James chapter 1. Had the Holy Spirit not spoken that to me, I don't believe I would have done it. But having been trained in recognizing the Holy Spirit and evaluating, is this word from the Holy Spirit? James 3.17 tells us how to evaluate the ideas that are from God. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then Peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without without partiality and without hypocrisy. Easy to be entreated is one of the key words. Will this cause any financial burden on myself or others? That's a primary consideration. Also, I know that when God gives us a plan, it's not a super complex plan. It's simple. If I have, if God tells me to do something and then I have all this complex thing come to my mind or be brought to me, I know it's not God's way. So I start praying, what, how do I do this? And his way has always been simple. We might have the right thing to do, but the wrong plan. So you have to make the two come together. You have to have the information of the way to go, but you also have to know how to do this. In January of 1980, January 10th, 1980, I was asleep in the night. It was a very loud voice spoke three words in my ear. I think it was an angel of God. It was very loud. And the words that were spoken into my ear as I was sleeping, the words were Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed, wrote KWJS down on a notepad by my bed. It was obvious to me KWJS would be call letters to either radio or television. That morning I checked and found it to be radio. So I said to God, are you telling me to go on radio? 
I wouldn't know how to do that. See, I knew the direction, but I didn't know how to do it. You have to have both the direction and how to do the thing. Instantly, the Holy Spirit brought this to my mind. Call the radio station manager. See how simple that is? So that morning, I called the radio station manager, and I said to him, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? He said, make a, an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long and send it to us, and if you fit our broadcasting, we will offer you a contract. I had a cassette tape recorder there at my apartment. So as soon as I finished the phone call with the radio station manager, I got the cassette tape recorder and got my kitchen timer and timed it for 29 and a half minutes. And I made a recording and mailed it that same day to the radio station manager. Within five days, I was broadcasting on radio station KWJS. By the end of the year, I was broadcasting from coast to coast, from Hartford, Connecticut, actually from New York City, from New York City to Seattle. Now, the words I heard, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS, were fulfilled. But we yield to God. He doesn't come and do it for us usually. We have to yield to the Spirit of God and react based upon that which we have heard from the Spirit of God. Another example. December 6, 2018, I had an accident. I fell in my hallway next to my bedroom. I broke a hip and I broke a hand. I was in the middle of the hallway. I was five to six feet away from the nearest telephone. I began trying to crawl and push myself on my side from the middle of the hallway to that area where the telephone was. It was terribly difficult to do. I could only go about a quarter of an inch at a time. I heard a word which I believe to be from the Spirit of God. You can do this. If I had not heard that word, I don't believe I could have crawled to that telephone. It took me four and a half hours to crawl to that telephone. When I got under the phone, I pulled the cord, the receiver fell, but it squirted off to the other side of the room. However, there was a Kindle tablet under that phone which had been recharging. It was about three feet away, and I managed to crawl to that Kindle tablet. I was about to pass out, but I got the Kindle tablet started and managed to get to email, found our church group, and sent an email to our church group saying, Help! Fallen! Send 
ambulance. Pam Paget in Colorado Springs got the email. I lived in Lubbock, Texas, about 450 miles away from her. She called the police department in Lubbock, Texas, and told them what had happened. They sent an ambulance. I was very happy when I heard that ambulance people at the door because I was sure I would have died there in that hallway. They put me on a gurney and started rolling me down the hallway of my living room. When we got to the front door, I heard from the Holy Spirit, you will never see this house again. One of the things Jesus says in John sixteen thirteen, the Holy Spirit will do, show you things to come. That was the Holy Spirit telling me, you will never see this house again. Even before this happened, I had come to the position of understanding I could not continue to live alone as I had been doing. I was 80 years old by that time. I could still drive my car and get to the grocery store and get to the Walmart pickup area for groceries. But it was so difficult and was becoming increasingly difficult. So I had this concept that I couldn't live alone. I had even the concept of where I might live that would work. Although I'd never told anybody this. But the place that I had thought would work was Colorado Springs because Pam Paget lived there and I had watched Pam for years as she dealt with problems. She dealt in such a godly way that I felt this would work to be where she was. I was thinking maybe I could buy a little house in Colorado Springs or live in a assisted living in Colorado Springs where I had some help that I could trust. It turned out while I was in the hospital, the rehab hospital, two and a half months in Lubbock, that it God put in both Pam's heart and my heart for me to move into Pam's house. So she took me into her house. And I'd even had a thought before that. Elisha, the prophet in the Bible, there was a woman who took him in and fixed him a little room to live in, and he had a table and a candle and a little bed. And I had this desire to have everything consolidated. I had a big house at that time. And I had this desire even in my heart to have a smaller place. By the way, that scripture where it says, commit yourself to the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I believe that means commit your way unto the Lord and he will put into your heart his desires for you. And all of a sudden you will have a desire, but it's put there by God. So it's his will. And that's what this was on this case of 
moving to Pam's house, which is where I live now. But if I hadn't heard that word from the Holy Spirit, you can do this, I don't think I'd be alive because it looked impossible to get to that telephone, which ended up getting to that Kindle tablet. One more example of the working of the Holy Spirit. In January 2020, Pam had a word brought to her. As she was awakening that morning, the word podcast came into her mind. She, even before getting out of bed, grabbed her Kindle and looked up podcast. I had been praying about going back on radio. Pam told me about podcast and what a podcast was, and I said, oh, you better look into that. That sounds wonderful. Pam found that you build a library, and it's so much better than radio because radio, a broadcast is a one-time thing. If the person happens to be hearing it, they hear the message. But a podcast is a library of messages, so you can hear these messages anytime you choose to do so. I thought it was wonderful. Also, it is infinitely less expensive than radio broadcast. It costs almost nothing to do a podcast. So we started doing podcasts, and God gave me a dream during that time. It, well, my, the dream was probably in February 2020. I opened my front door and kittens were everywhere. On the left side and the right side of the door, there were all these kittens. Every one of them were pure white except for one which had just a tinge of yellow on it. And they were starving. They were just lying there. Kittens don't just lie still. I've been around kittens all my life. They jump up and run around and play and do things like that. These weren't. These were lying at my front door waiting for me to feed them. Then I went into the garage and there were kittens all over the garage. And I was very troubled by all these kittens. How am I going to take care of all these kittens? The next morning I was reminded of that dream and I said to God, what does this mean? How can I take care of all these kittens? And the Holy Spirit brought this to my mind. Baby Christians. And I knew it was the podcast. This dream confirmed to me to do these podcasts. God leads us by his Spirit. The Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Jesus. He never makes us do anything. He brings to our mind his will so that we can go in his way. But we have to do the thing. We have to work toward executing what he has shown us to be the will of God in the matter at hand. I have printed out all these scriptures, so if you will go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, Click on podcast. 
you can pull up this exact recording, The Joy of the Lord is Your Strength. You can hear the recording again if you want to do so, and you can see every scripture written out here for you. So you can focus on those scriptures and get them deeply into you concerning following God. Again, the name of the blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for letting me share with you today.